What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 174 of your favorite podcast, the Cornelia Podcast. I'm your show, Smith, alongside my ghost, Brandon Longo. We are pumped to be back, but inside, I have a challenge for you. So enter this podcast, open-minded and ready to change, because this one can change your training, can change your progression, and can change your overall physique, and honestly, can change how much you have fun in the gym for real as always grow right podcast brought to you by revive summons brought to you by raw summons use code mahaley at checkout to support your boy please leave us a five-star rating and review be entered into the weekly 100 amazon gift card giveaway i'm hyped to be back man i'm excited to talk to you guys i'll see you inside you guys you guys we have missed you guys so much a lot has happened since last time we talked um well, there before we left for South Carolina, I didn't have my fucking voice. Yeah. It was so weird for... You were whispering for like a week. Yeah, for like a week. I just I just didn't have my voice. I'm not 100% sure what, what really happened there. Um, that was weird, yeah. Kind of like came back when we were in, in Charleston. Um, like it's definitely still not all the way back either, which is really interesting. Yeah, you have a unique voice anyway. So yeah. it's like, is your voice gone or is it like... Are you sick? I know. Or like, what's going on? Like, I like couldn't I, I couldn't do anything above a whisper. Mm-hmm. Like like a podcast was impossible. Right. Um, so like we weren't here because like prep or anything like that. Like honestly, I look at this as kind of an outlet. Um, but I just I couldn't talk. It was wild. And not sure if you guys know this, but running a podcast when you can't talk is a little difficult. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and then we left for Charleston on Tuesday. Left for Charleston. Yeah, we were there for six days. Charleston's a lovely city, man. Mm-hmm. I would. We tried out a dope gym there, uh, Uflex Fitness. Um, it's not in Charleston. It's about 30 minutes from Charleston. We made the drive every day. Mm-hmm. Um, just because in Charleston, there's like no good gyms. Um, like the O2 f- Fitness gyms, they suck so bad. And like Trace gyms, like cool it's okay it's just so fucking small i actually trained at uh planet yesterday because i you trained at planet yeah, for the first the time in up. my entire life how I was tra- that honestly it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be yeah but the rules and the shit they have posted yeah. are blasted all over the walls is just, just absurd they literally have a like so you know the lunk alarm yeah. thing. so underneath the lunk alarm is like like a description or a definition of what a lunk is and it literally says like a gym bro in a gym tank carrying a gallon of water, what? like flexing or like, hydrate, and I'm just like, how how hydrate. how is this? Like name something more that's judgmental. Wack. Yeah, that's so. Wack. Like you're judging me because of what I wear and I'm carrying yeah. a gallon of water. Well, they're 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 you know they're no entire, grunting. And all of their marketing is based on you know complete inclusion. And what's funny is, and you see it's happening in New York right now. Um, like not to make this a political thing, but New York's about to have their gay pride parade and gay pride said that no gay New York city police officers are allowed to march with them. Yeah. So like anything, whenever you find something that focuses on extreme inclusion, like planet fitness does, or like the gay pride does, like everyone's welcome. Everyone's X, Y, Z. There's always mass amounts of exclusion, more exclusion than, than you can, yeah, really even imagine. I didn't think the gym was bad. But yeah. I just found it interesting. All of the stuff yeah. blasted all over. Now wild. So you're not allowed to wear a tank in there. Yeah, that's no. so dumb. You're not. That's, that's so dumb. I mean, the equipment was pretty good. They had yeah, I'm pretty there's sure no barbells. Had, yeah, yeah, no barbells. No barbells. No. But they had like seven Smith machines, which is cool. Cause yeah, that is dope. We use a lot of Smith anyway. We do. What What do the dumbbells go to? Seventy five. Wow. 
So I, it, I was able to do arms and delts, but wow. I think that's 75. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That sucks. But for arms and delts, that's fine. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's I got a good. I got a good little lift in. I just got to make sure I was not grunting. Yeah, I almost yeah. felt like my bodybuilder if I don't set this alarm off. I know. You know like, what I mean? You start questioning. It was yourself. almost like, fuck. Should I? Should I try and set this? Oh, bitch? that's funny. Because I think the person at the front has to like hit the button. Uh, it doesn't like go off, and it hears like loud noises. The person at the front has to hit it. I actually always wondered about that. Like, like an with alarm a Smith machine, if you rack it hard. Then like I mean it's loud. Yeah, it's absolutely. Super loud. And and if you're like maxing out the machine, yeah, and you drop it like on a shoulder press, yep, and it's gonna be it's gonna be loud, especially because everything's in there so quiet. Wow, oh, you know what I mean? Do they like have music playing? Yeah, but it's like like I don't know. subtle. It's like, like it's super. Like, yeah, it's super quiet. Yeah, you can hear everything. Wow, that's so wild. Mm-hmm. That's like it, so wild. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you have that experience. Yeah, I won't do it again. <laughs> yeah, definitely, unless I have to. Yeah, I would go there for cardio. I had to do it. I had to do uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get it done somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a great time in Charleston. We had a really cool Airbnb. Um, we 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 had a good showing. You know, two more top uh, ten national level finishes. Not too shab. Uh, definitely, definitely disappointed in in you know how we did with Megan. Um, to be honest. You know, we, I was told to bring her in exactly the way we did, um, you know, by, you know, people I highly respect, people really know the sport. And I really, really, I really, really, really wanted to bring her in tighter. This is a hundred percent on me. Um, knew that she wasn't battling for that top spot. We're going to make corrections, come back to junior nationals. Um, it's, I'm, I'm really fucking excited, man. We're both fired up and hungry. Uh, Sam Miller, what about her? She started with me and. When she started with me, like, quite frank, and Sam knows that she wasn't close to a national-level contender. And, I mean, she got fourth in her first national show. That's that's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so the progressions, you know, that she's made, holy shit, man. That's that's really good stuff. So we're shutting it down. We're shutting it down for now just because the improvements that we need to make there aren't some that, you know, we can really make in, like, four weeks' time um, in order to move up the charts. You know, we, we, we need to kind of refine and, you know, build some more to her physique to move up the charts. And obviously that takes longer than four weeks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really, really fucking proud of them both, how hard they work. Um, it's really dope to, you know, it's just, it's really honestly dope to see how hard my clients do go for me. And I, I appreciate that. Like, every athlete has the same mentality. Um, and, you know, it's dope because there's been a massive culture shift, you know, over the last, like, year and a half. Um, really last year. Massive, massive culture shift. And, you know, what we see that bringing in from a new athlete perspective and then from, you know, obviously the current athletes, is it's really dope to see. The expectation is extremely high. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them. I didn't meet my expectations as a coach this past week, and we're going to fix that. We have a plan in place to fix that. Um, something that I'm bringing to the podcast first before it goes anywhere else, I will be opening a mentorship and this is going to open within the next three weeks. For the first round of the mentorship, we are going to bring on 20 people, okay? We're not going to bring on any more, um, and well, I don't think we're going to bring on any less. We're going to bring on 20 people. And in this mentorship, we're going to have different modules. And each module is going to be about three to four weeks of learning. You can purchase a full internship uh, mentorship up front, or you can just let's say one module's on PEDs and you're not really interested in learning about PEDs that in depth, you don't have to, you know, be there for that module. Um, so you can just purchase the other modules individually. 
or you know we're gonna have a business focused model like building your brand um, exposure how to market yourself how to find your way how to find what you are why you are the way you are and you know make sure that your talents come to the forefront of your message and make sure your message is being heard by the right people find your audience things like that um, and then like actual back-end business stuff in terms of like website development um, you know what drives and how to drive uh, you know clicks and views into actual sales um, like things of like we're gonna go over everything bookkeeping um, all that stuff so some of it's fun some of it's boring but everything is things you need to know do and be if you do want to be a successful you know online coach personal trainer but this is gonna be for um, you know people who are just athletes who want to learn as well so like if you're just an athlete that want wants to learn you can purchase PEDs, you can purchase understanding physiology, you can purchase the training and cardio, you can purchase the stress mitigation and management, but you don't have to purchase the business, right? Does that kind of make sense? So we're going to have that open here pretty soon. Anyone who is interested in this, why don't you shoot me over an email, justin at teammahaley.com, and then we can send out information to you on start dates, things that like. I'm finishing the build out, um, let's see, tomorrow. I believe I have about 75% done. I have my team working on it right now. Uh, so it's going to be up and ready to go here very, very, very soon. Uh, we're going to do bi-weekly Zoom calls, things that like. So we're going to go over the learning materials. You'll be able to ask questions. I'll give, you know, personal anecdote and scenarios, you know, of these things applying in real world. Okay, so that's going to open. That's going to be dope. I know there. I know I, I already have a queue of about 19 people um, who have reached out very recently. And, you know, I'm going to reach out to each of them, um, you know, kind of let them know what's going on. But there are going to be spaces available um, unless, you know, all 19 of those people sign up. Um, you know, not real sure. What's going to happen there, but this is going to launch very soon. It's going to be awesome. Um, so as the title of the podcast says, I have a challenge for you. We have a challenge for you. Brandon, I have a challenge for you. How do we learn training to failure? How do we learn training to elicit an adaptation? Or how do we learn like actually applying full effort into your training, right? I mean, You've been bodybuilding for like 10, 11 months now. Yeah. Coming up on a year really Almost soon. Almost a year. And like every time in the gym, you're still learning more. Absolutely. Like I feel like I learn more every session. Mm -hmm. Especially right now, you know, so depleted, 12 days out. Like you're really, really, really learning what true effort. Absolutely. You know, is in the gym and like how much you actually have to give. Yes. Right? As loads change. Yeah. Um, Energy. Different ways to maneuver yeah. the movement. It's yeah. like the weight, and, your weight drops, like things yeah. all change or your whole fucking stance is going to change. Yeah. Your physique is changing. Yeah. And like, well, especially in a contest prep, say, you know, you start this, you, you lose 30 pounds in a, in a prep scenario. You have to be in tune with your body enough during that entire time mm -hmm. to be able to change with it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think that's really important for people to understand. Like the way you're lifting at 280 is not the same way you're lifting at 250. Mm -hmm. Right. So at 250, you're probably going to have a different alignment, a slightly different stance, a slightly different angle, you know, whatever it might be. Some exercise might be more comfortable at the 250 mark than 280 mark. Um, you know, whatever it might be. So constantly, what one massive, 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 I made an Instagram post on this last week. I constantly ask my athletes, how does this feel? 
Oh, yeah. I don't need you to have this textbook perfect form, mm -hmm. right? I need you to lift in a safe manner. We're not going to fuck yourself up. Mm -hmm. Like when I'm doing Smith Machine rows, I'm more upright than most people would say you're able to hit your lats at, right? But my lats are absolutely crushing because the angle of which I'm pulling my elbow, I'm mm -hmm. driving my elbows back and where my torso is in alignment with the Smith Machine. Right. Right, with the track on the yep. Smith Machine. So my lats are just fucking getting fired up, mm -hmm. right? So, I, my challenge for you, and this goes for anyone who truly feels like, even my athletes, truly feels like I don't understand how to go all out and just give my all to a set. I want you to go to one set training and learn full effort within one single set. Understand this. There's a massive psychological component here. When you're in a training session, it's not just to learn how I talk about cardio. You're hitting your training session, training session, but when you're doing post-workout cardio, you know that the cardio is coming afterwards and you save a little bit. Inherently, you can't fight it. You can't defeat it. You're not immune to this. You save a little bit for that cardio. If you know that you have a set after the one that you're doing right now, the same exact thing is going to happen. It's inherent human nature. So all of mine and Ashley's training sessions are just based set by set. Hey, how that set feel? Do you think you have another one? And like, I mean, today on back day, you know, I did five total sets. It was four exercises, five total sets. I'm done, right? So that's only one exercise had more than one set. And that was the curls at the end, right? So we're going into a set, we're focusing on how hard, how much can we give, how much can we put on the line, what can we lay down in this set to elicit the most adaptive response from our body. What can we do in this set right now that gives the body no option but to change, but to adapt, to evolve into what we want it to be through challenging it here right now. We give it our all, we cheer the other one on, and then we have a conversation. Hey, do you have another one in you? And honestly, oftentimes that conversation's no. It ends in a no. There's not another one there. But when you take your training session set by set, rather than working through a, a training session as like a full overview that I have 10 sets and then two top sets and, you know, whatever the fuck. Right. I just went, like this goes for my athletes too. I want you to just take a set by set. Mm -hmm. If the training protocol says you have three sets of a certain exercise, but you finish your first set and you're like, well, I think I have enough for maybe one more set. Right. Hit that one more set. And then after that set, you should, I mean, you're going to be torched. Yeah, right? It's important too, I think, to, to note that like you're still going to be aiming for the same exact yeah. like rep range, stimulus Absolutely. and execution. Yeah. Like you're not going to be like, oh, I have one more. I could give like six reps. Exactly. It's got to be somewhere close to what you just gave. Yeah. Yeah. So we, you know, we, we still want it to match the scheme, mm -hmm. right? We still want it to. The intent, the scheme, everything still needs to be perfect. But just take it set by set. You don't have to do three sets because your paper says three sets. If you do one set and you laid it all in the line, you do everything you got, you gave it your all, you don't have another set and you with good control that's a conducive set, then don't do it. Why would we do it? So what does something like this look like? It looks like starting with a compound exercise. So I'll walk you through, I'll walk you through a back day, a pull day. So we're going to go compound exercise first. So we'll start on Smith machine, lap focused rows, one set, all out effort, everything you got. 
all right, you finish that set and you have a conversation. What do I have? Do I have anything left in the tank? Can I have another set? Okay. I have something else, but I don't think it's, I, I don't think I can move an extremely heavy load here. I think I can get a really good contraction. Cool. Let's add an intensifier in then. So we're going to do a Smith machine, lat focused row drop set on the second set. You know, start with about 80% of whatever load you used on set one was. And you just drop the load along the way. You know, three total drops, like a normal drop set. And after that, you're going to be absolutely toast, right? So we pulled back the overall load because that's how we're going to stay in the best control. Now, if you finish that first set, the first compound set, you're like, fuck, that load was heavy. That was a good-ass fucking set. I gave it my all, but I have another one here. I have another heavy-ass fucking set here. I just need to rest. I need to rest for it, but I have another one. Then go get a fucking another one. Shit. Go, go dig out another fucking set. As long as that control's good, the intent is good, the target bias is 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 uh, is perfect, all that stuff, why not let it fly, all right? So you're going to get done with that second set if you have that second set in you. You're going to be absolutely toast. All right, let's move to a secondary compound. So let's say like a, uh, like a lat focus cable row or something like, we're going to stay in really good control here on this lap focus cable row. So we're really going to torch tempo and time under tension, right? Uh, I highly prefer using prime grips here. Not everyone has those available. So, you know, as we know, through listening to the Grow Die podcast, or reading Jamie Haley Fitz's Instagram posts, if we want to properly contract lats in a cable row, we'd like to have a neutral grip because the neutral grip is going to align the, the, um, the pulling motion with that lat, and we like to be able to drive our elbows, you know, more towards our hips, right? So neutral grip, and we need about shoulder width. If we're inside shoulder width, it's still going to be trap focus and upper back focus. About shoulder width, neutral grip handle. You go in, you're going to control the hell out of the eccentric. You're going to get a big, big, big stretch. You're just going to drive those elbows back to those hips, right? You give that thing one all outside, and you're like, fuck, my lats are done. They're torched. All right, cool. Let's fucking move on. Right now, you're three sets in. Let's move on. We have a pull down now. All right, we want to do an upper back focused pull down. Something like you want to do this overhand, you want to do a neutral grip, whatever it is. As long as your torso is in pretty good alignment. I, I like arching back a little bit on the upper back focus one mm-hmm. just because that, that lines the elbow drive right. perfectly with your upper back. Um, and I prefer a neutral grip here as well rather than an overhand grip. Um, Great, actually, heavily. So, give it, give it one all-out set, everything got. All right, you know what? I gave it an all-out set, everything I got. I'm four sets in. I think I have another one, but it's not going to be that heavy. Cool. Let's add in a cluster. Add in a cluster set, and we're going to learn all-out effort through this cluster set, so we're going to set the number at eight. How many times can I do X load? Maybe it's 80%, 90% of your, you know, whatever you use for your first set for eight reps and in between each set i'm gonna take 15 seconds rest or i like to count breaths honestly like on on rest ball stuff on clusters i like counting breaths i just take 15 breaths in between um each set there so crush that one eight reps 15 breaths set two eight reps 15 breaths set three and you're gonna go all the way to true mechanical failure and a cluster sets a very foolproof way of finding that because eventually you get to a point where you just can't fucking move you can't hit that target of eight anymore Boom, set's done. All right, you've torched your back. Lats, your your lower, mid, and upper back are all torched. 
So now we just have single joint movement. But your biceps are already going to be pretty fatigued from this, right? Go into a single joint. Some I love training biceps with one of two ways, either a stabilized elbow or a stabilized scapula. So I like, like if I'm doing like dumbbell work, I like doing like lying incline bench curls or I like doing hammer curls like with my back against like a, a wall or um, like a, yeah, like a pole or anything like that mm-hmm. where that scapula can stay stable. Or, like I said, the elbow, like a preacher curl. I highly prefer a preacher curl. I really do. Um, so we're going to get in. Extreme control. Torch that fucking bicep. One all-out set. See what you got. Maybe one rest ball set. Then you're done. You just did, well, you did four exercises for six total sets or whatever the fuck. Like that's all you got. Every single set. It's, it's truly what we're trying to get is every exercise only has one set. The reality is sometimes, especially depending on where you're at in your you know phase, you're in prep, off season, whatever it might be. Sometimes we're gonna have a little bit more energy, but through this, I think we're gonna learn extreme intensity, as you only have one set to truly empty the clip and truly force adaptation. Remember, keep your mind in the set. Number one, what are you feeling? Number two, do I have more? What are you feeling? Is the target bias popping or is it not? Number two, do I have more? Most of you are stopping when you get tired mentally. But the reality is true adaptation is forced and people put on true physiological, uh, super physiological amounts of muscle or make super physiological amounts of progression through training when their physique is actually done performing for them. And there's a massive difference between the two. That's why I said in a podcast, Bray and I were talking about three reps in reserves where most people think failure is. Because three RIR is pretty hard, and that's where most people bow out mentally. And like they can't tap back into it, mm-hmm. right? But I truly believe once you master this and then you go back to your traditional training setup, it's going to yield a lot more results because you're going to understand true adaptation driving effort. Every single set, ask yourself, Am I doing enough to drive adaptation? Did I force my body to change to keep up with the demand I'm putting upon it? Number two, you're going to understand proper usage of rest periods. You can't just do one all-out set, truly give yourself to that set, give everything you got, and then, oh, 90 seconds later, I'm doing another set. No, it's going to take minutes. If you're in really good cardiovascular shape, it's going to take five minutes to recover from a set. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, honestly, I'll, I'll take 10 minutes between a set. I honestly, I, I, I usually do. I'll take... Anywhere from five to ten minutes in a set. Especially if you have a partner, too. Yeah, especially if you have a training partner, you know, like, they need to recover, too. Right. And, like, they're training, they're working, you know, they're all that stuff. But proper usage of rest periods, if we get in too soon to the next set, we're not going to be fully recovered from the last set to actually drive true adaptation response. Mm-hmm. You're working with leftovers. Why would we work with leftovers when the full fucking entree can be available if you just wait a little bit longer? That's stupid. You don't understand why intra-workout nutrition is so goddamn important. It's a huge note. Because you start training at this level, you're going to need those carbohydrates. You're going to need that sodium. You're going to need those ZAAs. You're going to need that hydration. You're going to get why intra-workout nutrition is so important. But number four, I think one of the most important things is you're going to understand why you don't need a ton of sets to elicit a response. Most people go through most of their training session with mostly junk volume. 
So you listening to this, you're not immune to that. You listening to this, you're probably operating with more junk volume than adaptive driving volume. And we need to get rid of that. We need to mitigate that. Remember, it's a, what we want to do in bodybuilding is we want to assimilate. We don't want to go in and annihilate and torch this fucking muscle into obliterating, right? That's not what we want to do. That's not a good driver of progress. That's not a good driver of stress. It's not a good driver of recovery. That's not where we're going to get to the end. Trust me, I've done that. I've trained that way. We want to assimilate. We want to just force enough that the body understands it has to change. And then through your diet, you are able to manipulate by how much it changes. And of course, through like supplemental PED usage and stuff like that, but it's kind of a different topic. If you eat a lot of food, your body's going to have a lot more resources to drive recovery, to build more muscle, to you know keep muscle glycogen source full, to go up in body weight, things like so, like, if you're a bikini girl, it's, like, on the fringe, it's not that you can't train this way. Your, your diet is what dictates that outcome, mm. right? So, you, you're going to understand why you don't need a ton of volume to elicit a response. That might be the most important driver because so many people are so uh, sympathetically driven because of how much junk volume they're doing. Their recovery sucks. Their progress sucks. Their digestion sucks. Their libido sucks. Their mental clarity sucks. All that shit sucks. And they don't understand it's from the volume they're using during training. So that's my challenge to you. For two weeks, go to single set training. The first few days, you're going to be like, fuck, that's too easy. After that, you're going to start realizing. There's a learning curve at the beginning. But after that, you're going to start realizing, fuck, this absolutely sucks. If you do like six, six sets, you're still in the gym training for 50 minutes, 60 minutes. So this isn't going to be a short session if you're truly giving it your all. So that's my challenge to you. I'd love to hear how it goes. I'm really excited to be back. Episode 174. I'll see you next time.